the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, baseball season has just begun, and baseball teams have made their promotional pieces so that you would buy tickets to their games and watch them, either that or watch them on TV or online. They show you highlights to give you a sense of excitement about the team. Well, we are in the midst of what might be considered the highlight Bible story time. Last week, you heard of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead raising a man who has been dead four days and whose body was even decaying. A huge event. Never before had someone been dead that long and been raised from the dead. What a highlight of Jesus' power. This week is certainly a highlight event. We all know Palm Sunday. We hear Jesus coming into Jerusalem to the cries of Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Palm Sunday is the Sunday before Easter and many Lutheran days, Lutheran churches historically, it's the day when junior confirmands are confirmed. And then we have next Sunday, Easter. It is the highlight. Jesus is risen from the dead. We sing joyously, Jesus Christ is risen today. The church will be full next Sunday. It'll be a festive day with special music, special events, during the day and cheerful people in their special Easter attire. It is easy to move from the raising of Lazarus to Palm Sunday to Easter. Now you could add in maybe Christmas, Epiphany, throw in David and Goliath and three men in the fiery furnace of a, and see the, all these as highlights of a good and powerful God who's here to do miracles and to make us happy as his people. It is easy to know just a few highlights of the Bible and yet not have a clue about what the Christian faith is all about. After all, are the highlight films produced by baseball teams to get you to come to the ballpark a true portrayal of that baseball team? It is easy to string together a few good scenes, add in some stirring music and some upbeat dialogue and make it seem like that baseball team is headed to the World Series. Well, the reality is that for most teams going into the World Series, their chances of making it are slim at best. Highlights can be deceiving. In the case of Palm Sunday, you can easily miss the point of the day. In fact, Palm Sunday can be rather confusing. You see Jesus rising into Jerusalem to the acclamation of the crowds. Before you know it, he's on a cross, dying. There has to be something more going on for you to make sense of Palm Sunday and make sense of it in connection to Easter as well as to the raising of Lazarus. And there is, there's deep connections between all the stories. Make no mistake about it then, Palm Sunday indeed is a highlight event. It is very important. All four Gospels recorded. Aside from the feeding of the 5,000, there is no event recorded in all four Gospels between the ministry of John the Baptist and Palm Sunday. And with Palm Sunday, now you see all sorts of events recorded in all the Gospels leading up to Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. Palm Sunday is a big event, but to understand Palm Sunday, you must understand, above all, Jesus who rides into Jerusalem. Jesus, John, the Gospel of John makes it clear that Jesus is God 
and that he is God incarnate, the Word made flesh. He is the true God come to save, and he, as God incarnate, is acting as only God can act. Jesus boldly claims to be God, so much so that in the Gospel of John, twice the Jews pick up stones to stone him. He heals a man born blind, a miracle never before heard of, never seen in the Old Testament. He raises Lazarus, a man rotting in the tomb. Again, never seen in all the Old Testament. And now he rides into Jerusalem as the king prophesied in Zechariah. But his riding to the cries of the crowd is with the rising tension of the Jewish leaders wanting him dead. After Lazarus has been raised from the dead, Caiaphas says he must die. And the only thing to do is to kill Jesus. Hence, you see the frustration on Palm Sunday when the leaders see the crowds adoring Jesus. But that doesn't stop them. They still want Jesus dead. And Jesus himself knows that this is the way he's going. He is intentionally heading to the cross. And that is good. It is actually the cross of Jesus Christ that is the center of the Gospel of John. That is Jesus' glory. Jesus is glorified on the cross. And this is in direct contradiction to the view of the Christian faith in terms of being a series of highlight stories showing God winning powerful victories such as the Red Sea, David and Goliath, the three men in the fiery furnace, Christmas, the feeding of the 5,000, the stilling of the storm, the raising of Lazarus, and Jesus rising from the dead. The highlight view of the faith makes God seem as if he is making things happen to people so that things go well in this age. The cross does not fit into this view. For the cross shows two things. The cross shows that sins are not trivial. Sins have to be paid for, and that price is the life of Jesus, giving himself up to death. If the Christian faith is just a series of highlights of God doing miracles, then sin is not really serious. But your sins are indeed serious. You are born into sin. You continually offend God with your thoughts, your words, your actions. And knowing just a few Bible stories will not earn you pardon for your sins. That is why it is so glorious that it is God who saves. All these great miracle stories in the Bible happen because God is gracious and all these miracles are tied to God wanting to save mankind in Christ Jesus through the cross. Your sins are so great that God has to pay for them and God incarnate willingly does pay for them. Jesus willingly suffers the shame of the cross to pay for sins. Jesus, the God who created the heavens and the earth, loves you, the fallen sinner, so much that he desires and indeed does die for you. The cross is Jesus' glorious moment. Jesus does not view the acclamation of the crowds on Palm Sunday as his glorious moment, but rather prelude to him going to the cross on Good Friday. Notice in the Palm Sunday text, the disciples did not understand the meaning of Palm Sunday until Jesus was glorified. They cannot understand the word Hosanna, which means save now, until Jesus actually does save through his death. Jesus' glory is not to be an earthly king. 
He has already rejected the attempts of the crowds to make him king in John chapter six. Jesus has a job to do for you, and that is to be the atoning sacrifice for sin. So he is glorified in being raised over the earth on the cross and paying the price for sins. So from the cross, Jesus will say, it is finished, which means it is accomplished, all sins paid for, now I've redeemed mankind, and they can be my possession for all eternity. The glory of Jesus is to have you as his people, and that is accomplished on his glorious cross. Now, Palm Sunday is indeed a highlight, as you know that Jesus has raised Lazarus as a foreshadowing of the resurrection of the dead in Christ, and Lazarus is there on Palm Sunday. You know that Jesus has predicted the cross, more than that, you heard the irony last week of Caiaphas saying that it is better that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. You know the irony because it's true. Caiaphas doesn't understand. He wants Jesus done and gone away with. But Jesus will die so that the whole nation would not perish because Jesus dies for sinners. On Palm Sunday, then, there's also prediction of the future that is not understood by those who are speaking. The crowds who mistake Jesus as an earthly king and honor him as their king with their palm branches and say, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. They welcome him as a king who comes to save. And indeed, as king, he does come to save. Palm Sunday then is an actual foreshadowing of eternity when we will be with Jesus forever, his true people of God. Jesus does come to save. That is why he rides into Jerusalem. He comes to allow Caiaphas to arrest him, to allow Pilate to try him, and to allow soldiers to crucify him, and to pierce his side with a sword. Jesus comes to save by his cross. He comes to be glorified in that cross for you, so that, so that the joy of the resurrection would be a true joy. One day, the crowd's words and their acclamations of Palm Sunday will be truly fulfilled, there will be an everlasting joy for you as you welcome your triumphant Lord who brings you into his eternal kingdom. Jesus will come again, and we, the redeemed, will wave palms and joyously welcome him as our triumphant Lord. Palm Sunday then is intimately connected to Revelation chapter 7. And here's what that chapter says to you and to me. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So our joy in Jesus. Amen. We rise for prayer.